Everybody, this is Topa from Operation Tube Top, and this evening I am sitting and talking to the lovely Scott. Hi, Scott. Hi. How are you doing, Topa? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Great. So we're going to take a quick break, as always, just to check the sound. Nice. So, Scott, why don't you tell me a little bit where you're from? So we're going to start with that, and then we're going to build into exactly who you are. Sure. So I am from New York originally, grew up outside of the city, and uh, I lived there in Brooklyn for 20 years, and before recently moving to Los Angeles. Okay. So I think my biggest question is how much has, well, I have many other questions, but (laughs) at this moment, my question is how much has Brooklyn changed? It's changed a lot. Yeah. It's changed about as much as a as, as an area uh, really can. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to college, I grew up in Long Island, but when I moved to Brooklyn in the sort of mid '90s, um, I went to art and design school there, okay. and we were in an area where essentially, you know, freshman orientation, they sort of point at you know a block that way and a block that way and a block that way. And they say, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. It was. I mean, it was. <laughs> It was, there were rules and they were like, here's the download. Now that your parents are gone, we're going to tell you where you can't can go. Um, and it was rough. And so now it, it was funny because then we, uh, a partner and I ended up moving into a place that was literally, you know, three or four blocks in towards where they told us not to go. I mean, yeah. it changed that <laughs> Look much. Look at me now, mom. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My, my, my dad was a little concerned. Um, but it had changed just tremendously, and um, it has since changed even more. We actually were there for a couple of years. We moved out, came back after a couple of years again, and there was, you know, cafes on every corner, hipsters, you know, in the, in the subway stop. I mean, it was – gentrification happened Quick, fast and overnight. furious. Overnight. Yeah, I think that overnight. happens a lot with like New York and Toronto too. i shocked. Every time I go back, there's a new sky rise. Everything's changed. Um, I think there's, you know, there's a sadness to it because you lose a lot of the heart of the city. But at the same time, you know, it's safer for certain people like families, but the rents are out of control. But that's a whole nother blog post. That's a whole nother. <laughs> we could have a whole situation. You know what? Let's do this every few months when we see each other. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott is in town uh, for Christmas. With his partner, and I'm so glad I got to see you guys, and we're going to go out for dinner later, and we're going to gossip. Um, but as you said before, you moved to L.A., so tell me about the most amazing place on earth, according to you. Mm. <laughs> What's it like? Well, it's nice. Well, we were, we're lucky in that you know we were able to keep our place in Brooklyn, so we're, we're home-basing in L.A. We're able to still sort of have our roots in, in, in Brooklyn because you know my family's close by. Um, we've got a lot of business there. Um, but L, you know, LA has been really good for us. We were ready for the change and, um, it's, we're in a, in a, in an area called Topanga, mm-hmm. which is just the name outside. name of that character from Boy Meets World. <laughs> she was named after our town. Exactly. Um, and, um, yeah, and it's, 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 it's a lovely, lovely, uh, town that is sort of in the mountains, uh, on your way to Malibu, you know, in between Malibu and Santa Monica. Um, it's really, really just a pretty area. Because you were saying last night, so we went out for dinner. I didn't know you guys were going to be there. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were saying that it's like a 10-minute drive down to Malibu and the view. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's like You're her- driving down and there's just, you know, 50, 100-foot cliffs on either side, sort of, you know, vegetation sort of flowing down and... Um, and then you, you're you sort of spilled out onto the, the Pacific Coast Highway with a giant, you know, Pacific Ocean in front of you. And it's it's breathtaking, the, in, the entire ride. I mean, you, you, you know, you really look around and say, I can't believe I'm this lucky. So going from, not that, you know, Brooklyn has a lot of stuff going for it. <laughs> we one, have, of the, one of the things it doesn't have going have for it. We got carbs in Brooklyn. Exactly. A lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of food. Uh, one of the things that does not have, uh, though, are, 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 you know, the views like that, uh, you know, it's got its own special thing going for it. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 really pretty extraordinary. I'm I, I don't know. I think because growing up and 
not being American, also growing up abroad, you see all these visions of California. You see the perfection of it. And I've never been to California. The most West I've been was um, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, cultural and uh, sea views. <laughs> so sure. yeah. as I told you last night, I'm coming to LA to visit. I cannot Absolutely. wait. Absolutely. Once I tell um, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find out when he listens. Um, yeah. but <laughs> No, he doesn't listen to it. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, so I don't think can, he has the technology. It's great. We can just we can just say whatever we want. This is, this right. is right. I'll be like, I'm I'm going to see my family in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like Instagram pictures of me in LA. Doesn't have to know. <laughs> One of the great things about Los Angeles, and you'll you'll I think discover this. Um, it took me a few times to um, to figure this out for myself. Um, you know, it's a huge, huge not only city but metropolitan area. Right. It's super sprawl. Like it's. Yeah, I mean, New York goes goes vertical, and Los Angeles goes horizontal, as far as how it grows. <laughs> Body type. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, well, for us all. And uh, so, you know, it, one of the things, I, you know, that for me, once I figured this out, it made a lot of sense, is that, you know, Los, there's a really, there's a corner for everybody in the Los Angeles area. Okay. And it's really, it's whoever you are. It's just up to you to find it. Mm-hmm. But once you find it, then it'll start making sense for you. And you, you sort of find that as your home base. Are you, and, are you in a cult? Um, Did you join possibly, a cult? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> they made fun of Sir for ordering quinoa yeah, yesterday. I, yes, I might be in a, it's, I'm definitely in a, in a cult. There might be secret handshakes and fat signals involved. And I'm not smoothies. sure. And smoothies and green juice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, quinoa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, are people friendlier in LA? compared to Brooklyn or is it just a completely different, I mean, you can't even compare. People are incredibly friendly in Brooklyn. Uh, Los Angeles though has a, has a little bit of that Midwest friendliness though. Really? I, I believe it sort of yeah. spilled out into the West coast there. I mean, I, I it's a, cause you might be a producer. So everyone's just super friendly. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's, it's incredibly warm. Mm. Um, and I think there's a real value placed on, on, on being friendly there. Um, and I think Brooklyn gets a bad rap. I've never been. Yeah, it gets a it really does get a bad rap. If you're ever lost in the subway as a tourist in New York City, you'll be lost for about two seconds before somebody yeah. interjects themselves and says, "Where are yeah. you going? How can I help you?" I love New Yorkers. I feel like I'm on the same like even keel with them because I just I'm like, yeah, I get it. You're pissed. There's a lot of people around, yeah. but I'm going to be helpful because that'll make you go faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We're a helpful crew. Yeah. We love giving directions. Just get, yeah. get out of my way. I'm going to show you where to go. It'll be fine. Shut up. Exactly. You'll be fine. Yeah. No, I, because I was in New York two years ago because I had a fight with my husband and I watched Home Alone 2 and booked a flight. Lost in New York. Day. Yeah. Exactly. It was amazing. I just not have the limo and the cheese pizza, which or, is on my bucket list. Or Donald Trump, uh, you know, high-fiving you as you walk through his hotel. No, no, I don't think that's ever going to okay. happen. That didn't happen? All right. <laughs> no, <All> not, right. <laughs> never will. Not on my bucket list. Not anymore. Nope. Um, <laughs> good guy. Um, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Um, so, we've talked about New York. We've talked about LA. We should talk about you. Sure. <laughs> So why don't you tell me a little bit about your um, working background before we talk about what you're doing now? So sure. tell me what you've done for the last uh, few years. Sure. So what have you done with yourself? What, what have you done? What's your story? <laughs> what's your story? Tell me everything. <laughs> so I, uh, as I said before, I originally went to design school, and mm-hmm. I've been working for, uh, I mean, upwards of almost 20 years uh, mm-hmm. in the design space. Uh, I you don't look a day over 29. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> um, I um, worked in the magazine publishing industry for probably about 17 of those 20 years. And it's, you know what though? It's, 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 uh, it is maybe exhausting, but it's also really satisfying because you, you know, you're always meet, meeting deadlines and you're always just getting in under the skin of your teeth, you know, and you get to see the end product. It's very, yeah. You it, get to see that glossiness. You get to see what you've put into it. Exactly. And exactly. I think that is rewarding. You see your name in the masthead. You know, I worked, right. you know, I eventually, um, I worked for a company for 12 years, a publishing magazine, publishing, uh, company in New York. Um, we did over 12 different magazines and wow. I ended up running their creative services department there. We worked with all the magazines. I essentially we were doing everything but the editorial. So mm-hmm. It was a lot of marketing, a lot of branding, a lot of uh, advertising, um, a lot of event collateral. So we really had our fingers in every pie. Um, And it was really, really fun to do um, for as long as we did it. And it was my goal to go ahead and and, and really create that department. Yeah. I had a vision for it. 
and we'll get into this, but once mm-hmm. I sort of got there and I was a couple years into it, mm-hmm. my reaction, I think, was the reaction of a lot of people once they've sort of achieved a goal, which is, okay, now what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, totally. I think about that with marriage. I- <laughs> <laughs> now what? You're like, please. I got the ring. <laughs> but no, I think... The magazine world, um, as we t- we actually talked before um, earlier, is this kind of hyper competitive, um, quick moving yeah. industry. It's exhausting, and you've got to always stay ahead of other people. Do you find it's cutthroat, or maybe is there a fraternity? Is there the, or like a sorority? Is there a type of like kinship between people? There is a kinship, absolutely. Okay. I wouldn't say it's cutthroat. Um, you know, we, of course, I was not on the on the, on the sales side uh, directly. We were, you know you know, marketing, mm-hmm. um, and marketing related things. So we were really assisting everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always said to the designers who, who worked alongside me, I, you know, that I said, I was like, listen, you know, we are, we, we may not be working, we're working directly with clients, but our salespeople are also our clients. Ah. We're almost customer service in that way where right. they're also the customers. Um, we're making them happy. We're, we're making sure that we're hitting their deadlines, that we're fulfilling their objectives mm-hmm. and we're partnering with them on the end product. So it was, it was definitely more of a sorority slash fraternity feel. It was very much, we're, we're doing this together. We're getting through this, like, you know, we're getting this, this boat to shore. Prisoners of war, you know, I mean, with Hogan's heroes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, not compare the two, but yeah. No, but it's true. Sometimes you do feel, you know, you get these, you know, agencies emailing you um, on Christmas Eve saying we need, you know, this RFP due, this request for proposal due, mm-hmm. um, and we need it by January 2nd. You know, you get a lot of, you know, not so nice moves like that. Yeah. Uh, and you, you feel like, you know, that, that culture, which is a little bit more cutthroat, sort of creeps in. Um, and, and it's in those moments, though, that you really realize that it's all hands on deck. Right. And it, you're only going to get there by everybody working together. Yeah. And when you do get to that finish line, you're, you know, Everybody deserves a you know a glass of wine after that. Everybody's yeah. really sort of patting each other. A glass of wine. Maybe, maybe several. <laughs> yeah, Possibly yeah, several. Maybe a bottle or two, but yeah. yeah that's, there might that's be and my there, own issues. And there might be the, yeah. karaoke involved at the end of the night. Yeah, well. but, but understandable. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it is very much uh, an all hands on deck uh, environment. And in a completely unbiased way and completely objective, not subjective. What do you think is the best magazine in the states? Like. Personally, mm. it doesn't have to be because of business. Like, what magazine do you think still is just a great thing to pick up? And, you know, you're going to the plane or on the plane. You're going to probably listen to my podcast. <laughs> or you're going to pick up a magazine. What, what What is the first thing you go for? Like, what do you think has great content quality, everything that you're looking for in a magazine? Well, it's there, there are a few. Uh, in New York, um, the um, you know New York Magazine is is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 relevant. It's incredible amounts of just information that they're pulling from a city that's constantly turning over. Um, it's really it's great features. The features mm-hmm. in the magazine they're they're you know clearly well researched and the editorial overall is really really strong. Um, from the from a national standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really, you know, something like Vanity Fair is really great, right? Yeah. Because they're, you know, obviously they, you know, they've got, um, you know, their photography is, is top notch, but they're... Annie Leibovitz. Annie Leibovitz is, is sort of, own, you know, she's yeah. really, uh, you know, like owned that space. It's her Instagram. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> essentially, it's like an old school Instagram, yeah. but instead of like harding it, you just turn the page. No, it's like, like a fridge and they're the mom and they put up her pictures on the fridge with yeah. magnets and they're like, oh, you did a great job. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's nice what you did. Yeah, but their 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 editorial overall though is um you know it's gotten a lo- it's it's really interesting to have seen them move more into the online space. Yeah. Because they've become more and more relevant with their with their stories. Um, so it's been really it's been nice to see um a, a, a publication do that in a fairly seamless way recently. Yeah. And I'm sure internally they've got lots of stories and bumps <laughs> the road as as we all do. Some but... dead bodies, some interns been thrown out of windows. Exactly. But... This is you know totally normal. Yeah. Uh yeah, but it's 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 been nice to see them mature in that space and become increasingly relevant in, in you know these times which are more and more interesting every day. So. Yeah. Yes. And I think uh someone or something like Teen Vogue has done an incredible job of trying to rebrand in creating politics, the forefront 
of their magazine. Thank goodness. As a, as a girl. Yeah, absolutely. Big I, I think this is so important as a girl, as a woman. Uh, but even when I was younger, I would get 17 magazine, which never really interested me that much. I thought it was kind of crap. I was like, okay, pretty pictures. That's interesting. But it didn't really speak to me. There was other magazines that I was like, oh, this is much more interesting. Combine the two. And I think Teen Vogue really took the helm this year and was like, um, go fuck Trump. But, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, but, you know, I, th I think, yeah, absolutely. And, and the way that, you know, I see it from my perspective too, is that, you know, the, the days of patronizing teenagers is over and, mm -hmm. you know, these, 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 People are, you know, they're just as well informed, a lot too. of them, you know, a lot of them are very well informed and that they really want to be, uh, they have opinions and they have a points of view and yeah. they want to be they're just as, than me. yeah, I mean, this is, this is, you know, they don't want photos of like, you know, like Justin Bieber up on the wall, you know what I mean? In a plot. <laughs> just going to take my poster down. embarrassing. No, no, I have yeah. I have a friend who actually was on this podcast, and his daughter is seventeen, and I met her when she was fourteen. Yeah, she's so much smarter than I am. Oh my god! Just gave a speech in front of thousands of people. Wow! And I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. At I'm seventeen, I was like, you're not my mother. I mean, like, I yeah. just think about how <laughs> different my life was at that point. Yeah, you know, you really see them as you know, like they're you know, they've they've you see where they're going in life. I, and know? I think it's so important. It's like totally a tangent, and then we're gonna get back to uh, talking about. The curious life. Um, but I think the problem is when people don't give teenagers an outlet or an opportunity to express themselves, that's when chaos happens. This is when crime happens. When you give teenagers the opportunity to be heard, mm -hmm. and like, yeah, a lot of them are full mm -hmm. of shit. I mean, mm -hmm. I was. Yeah, we all are a little bit, right? Of course, yeah, yeah, still sure. I am. Yeah. I'm still, yeah. But yeah. I think that it's so important to give them a voice. And the internet has kind of created that. And this is. But then we also have the evil of selfies and butt pics and all these things that it's a funny, it's a funny time because, you know, looking back, you know, it's, we're both forming our opinions about who we are, forming our opinions about what the world is, oh, yeah. um, have enough information that we can start to do that. And at the same time, there's this sort of underdeveloped sense of, of, of where we're going in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, um, some of us, you know, maybe had a pretty sure idea, but a lot of us didn't. So no, I was going to be a flight attendant attendant until my parents were like, "You're too short." Dreams <laughs> <laughs> crushed. Done. <laughs> 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 absolutely, absolutely. So it's 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 an interesting age, and it's a it's an age of transition. Yeah. No, yeah. I think, and I think that's where you know the market really needs to focus. Yeah. That and pensioners. That's okay. another age of transition. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Sun, yeah. Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. a lot of us have parents now that are becoming pensioners um, and, are, and are moving into that space and you see that struggle and it's universal, you know? It is. It is. I mean, in Europe, you know, they let the parents move in with them. Uh, I asked my parents what their plans were. <laughs> <laughs> like, should we get a bigger place? Yeah. yeah I, was like, I was like, oh, my sister's there. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> she still doesn't talk to me. It's great. <laughs> Friends, fine, it's fine, fine. It's fine. It's fine. You get more of the inheritance, Tanya. It's fine. Um, you, you can get the diamond earrings. So I get the dolly. But uh, <laughs> we have post-it notes on stuff. Nice. nice. Yeah. So let's get back to serious. Sure. <laughs> uh, so you were in the magazine industry. You worked your ass off. You made a huge life change. I did. About a year ago. No. Uh, about two years ago. About two years ago. Yeah. So what was this big change? So... I should probably uh, give you some context. Mm -hmm. So maybe about 12 or 13 years ago, I was doing some self-development work uh, as, as one does. And I ended up doing some coaching in this space because I really thought it was a pretty amazing work that they were doing, really working with people to help them move past these, you know, these very small things that ended up becoming very large things that mm -hmm. stopped them. And so I had done that and I really, really enjoyed it. I personally got a lot out of it. It was really meaningful for me and very satisfying. And you're a kind person and you're a giving person. And I think you get a lot of, um, it becomes your crack when you're able, I, I'm saying yeah. this, I'm like projecting my thing onto you, sure. but Project. I think when you see somebody taking that advice and then benefiting from it and then being happy, it's, it's payment in itself. So you're walking away being like, my work here is done. <laughs> you feel like you've made an impact. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And so when I had gotten to that point that I had mentioned earlier where I had sort of 
you know, I, I guess I'd had a, you know, just checked off the boxes that I'd wanted to check off, you know, because I really did want to climb a corporate ladder. I really had a vision for what I wanted to do, the impact that I wanted to have at this, at, at the company that I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, when I was thinking about what I was going to do next, I really it just came down to me for, you know, to the question of when did I feel most fulfilled? When did I feel like I really wanted to jump out of bed in the morning? Neiman Marcus. Not for me, but <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was again projecting. That's okay. It's okay. It's, we can work with that. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Bad person. <laughs> so for me, it was, and I was like, you know what, you know what did I want to do? So I knew that I wanted to go into the freelance space mm-hmm. as far as an interim went. Um, I wanted to create more freedom in my life, but I, but I knew that I was going to also have an opportunity to be more flexible with my time. Yeah. And so I decided to go back and get. Uh, my certification in coaching and life coaching. Um, and so, um, I went ahead and I did that and it ended up being, um, incredibly impactful for me. And I've been doing it for about two years Mm -hmm. as far as like full time goes, having had that background of coach previously about 12 years ago. And you had a lot of years of experience of seeing a very high pressured environment. So you can take, it's not like you were like working at a what's it called? Like a branch of a bank in Omaha. And then you're coming in with your ideas. Right. <laughs> in ter- when you are in something like, as we talked before about like publishing fashion, um, we worked with all, in all those spaces. Yeah. Right. We, we, and yeah, and it's so place. high pressure because yeah. there is such a reward from it. And it's also cutthroat in the fact that there's always somebody, somebody behind you who wants the job. I mean, I think a lot of people, I worked in fashion for a couple of years in Toronto before I moved here. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was nothing like Devil Wears Prada, um, but I got a lot of free bras. <laughs> a lot of samples, a lot of free samples. A lot of free samples. Yeah, they don't talk amazing. about that. They don't they, talk about that in the movie. Oh my gosh, those samples are incredible. I'm like, you walk away with hundreds of dollars worth of samples like on a weekly basis. Oh my gosh, I had 80 <laughs> bras when I moved here. I mean, I was, I could have been a stripper, yeah. but I was. Yeah, like, but you know, had higher, higher hopes. You're no, right, I so. just. Too chubby. But yeah. yes, otherwise <laughs> that would have stopped me as well. Um, so you're taking that experience yeah. a couple of years ago and then you started. So I started The Curious Life. So, you know, I was able to use one of the most satisfying things of having done their coaching work prior to really starting, you know, having my own department and starting my own department um, was I was able to use a lot of my coaching skills mm-hmm. in the corporate space. Um I did, you know, and, and I, 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 that was really, really helpful for me. And I, and I think that it really helped me deal with a lot of interpersonal issues that came up as, as best as I could. And also coaching other people through problems that they were having. Um, that's her hot chocolate, Brenda, <laughs> Joanne, <laughs> stop Damn stealing it, those sandwiches, it, Karen. <laughs> hands off the rice pudding, Joanne. Um, Everybody hates those chain emails. Exactly. Everybody hates <laughs> How can I coach you not to reply all? Can we talk about that? But, <laughs> but <laughs> still happens where I work. That so happens everywhere. Happens <laughs> but, um, but so when I ended up, um, going into coaching, one of the, you know, I, I started off in, in more of a career space because it really for me you're the sort of the niche that you end up choosing mm-hmm. um, reflects very much what your background is so for me it was I want to work with people who are staring up at the ceiling at three o'clock in the morning saying what am I going to do what am I doing with my life mm-hmm. you know uh, which I think a lot of us can relate to yep. um, that changed for me uh, recent in, in, in the past year where you know one of the things that they say is that the people that you work with they call it your niche which is like how are you specializing right um and they always say that your niche chooses you. Oh. You don't choose your niche, right? It's like S2Ds. Exactly. <laughs> Gonorrhea chooses you. You're right. Uh, I've often said the that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Very similar. Um, so for me, you know, I, I ended up looking or sort of poking my head up above water at one point and looking around and looking at who my clients were. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because my clients did not reflect who I said my clients actually were mm. and who they actually are is usually it's about 80% women. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. And it's, it's actually entrepreneurs and business owners who mm-hmm. are already successful in their careers, but they want to spread and sort of expand that success to everywhere in their life. Right. Um, that's not to mean that they're not struggling with blind spots yeah. within their own company, within their own role as a CEO or president or a or senior VP or yeah. something along those lines. Um, and that's things that we, those are things that we work on as well, but it's generally people who are 
operating at a really high level. And that is not unusual because one of the things with coaching that separates it from therapy, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and it's sort of important to make this distinction, is that with therapy, you're, you're taking somebody from a place generally, and this is not always, but generally, of dysfunction mm-hmm. to function. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they are dysfunctional as mm-hmm. far as a blanket statement, but they have a dysfunctional <laughs> in their Mia life. Mia Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they maybe have like, you know, sort of, you know, maybe just, you know, uh, something that they would label as dysfunctional in They're their life. They're trying to or, fix something in their life that has much deeper roots. Right. And yeah. a lot of why questions. Right. A lot of questions about, you know, that are focused in the past. Parenting. 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 A lot, you know, like why did, you know. Why didn't I get the pony? <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I get the, you know, lead in the play? Why does the nanny call me another name? Exactly. Does she miss yeah. her family because she's a slave? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Yeah. So the difference between that and, and, and coaching is that you're really, um, Coaching is a lot more forward focused, and you're really taking somebody from functional to optimal. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So, and that describes, I would say, most of us, right? It's like we're, we're we got it, we got jobs, we've got a family, a functional or alcoholic, functional alcoholic, exactly. <laughs> oh, we're functional. But optimal means <laughs> you're run a marathon the next day. I don't know if you'd say an optimal alcoholic. Well, That'd be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Does your family still love you? What's fine. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're making it work for you. That's all it matters, right? No, but um, yeah, so that's really the difference. It's very forward focused. And I think, uh, you know, we, 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 we really are about building. Um, we, there is a little bit of an overlap, I'd say, a slight mm-hmm. overlap, of course, because you just can't talk about somebody where they are unless you understand how they got there. But it's really about. Um, Karen, shut it about your life. but it's really about sort of moving somebody forward and there's a lot of tools that we sort of have at our disposal and we're sort of listening at a very different level to what's being said we're not really getting in the story we're not listening to the story we're Mm -hmm. listening to sort of the thing behind the thing of course you know i mean you can't it's it's with any diagnosis even medically you can't just look at the one thing and be like oh it's just that you've got to look at everything behind it you've got to look at everything holistically when somebody's being poisoned you have to look at their relationship. Yeah, exactly. You might have to look <laughs> like, at it. Does it smell like yeah. almonds? Exactly. Like, what's going on here? What's, like, what, what, what do they have underneath the kitchen picture. sink? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's like an episode of House. But um, yeah, so um, so I started the Curious Life, which which is my coaching business. Which I will be posting the link under the podcast link, so you can check it out. And please like the Facebook page, and also check out his website. He has a great blog. I just read the most recent one. And it's all about branding. It's great. Thank you. He's I'm a big fan because I love you anyway. <laughs> but please like the page, check out his stuff, and uh, you'll see the link. But go on. Yeah, 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 totally, absolutely. So I, I thank you, thank you very much for the plug. Um, Always. So it's been a really great journey for me. Um, it's incredibly fulfilling. I work both one on one with these, you know, these these successful entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, as I call them, and I also work internally at several organizations where. I'll work with, you know, like a head of sales or a director of production or something along those lines that the CEO has said, hey, listen, we've, we've, we sort of mark these people for greatness. Yeah. Um, it would really help us if you could help them work through um, the things that we all struggle with, which is blind spots, things mm-hmm. that are holding us back. Maybe, you know, like uh, they can't get out of their own way when it comes to maybe scheduling themselves. Maybe they're overscheduled. Maybe yeah. they have a hard time with boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. it, these are, it's a lot of consistent themes that run through the challenges that we have. And so we work on those one-on-one and uh, we've had some really huge successes where people have gone on to end up almost, you know, like they, they, they you know, they're, they're running not only their own, you know, uh, department, but several departments because mm-hmm. they're so successful. So um, it's, it's been a really great ride and I love doing it and it's really fulfilling for me. And one of the things I did want to say though, cause you said this before and, yeah. and made a mental note. Is, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> You know, it's we don't give advice. Yeah, that's one of the big big things in coaching is that uh, we we advice is really what you go to for your friends and family. Oh, for the most part, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. And while it's super well meaning, and they they really want what's best for you, yeah. generally advice is based on what they think is is best for you. So it's of going course. through their hey, filter, hey, right? Uh, where would you like to eat tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. I have a great idea. Yeah, Why don't you guess yeah. where we're going? And then yeah, so. It's, it's, so that's one of the differences. We don't do that. In coaching, what we believe is that you really are the, uh, expert of you. Oh, I like that. You okay. know what's going to work best for mm-hmm. you. Mm. And diamonds, diamonds, always a girl's best friend. <laughs> so 
my job as a coach and my really it's 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 the coach's challenge is to listen to you know really closely to what I feel those sort of mental and energetic blocks are for you mm-hmm. and really zone in on those mm-hmm. and clarify them and reflect them back to you and challenge them you know sometimes gently sometimes a little bit more specifically mm-hmm. and take them apart and then generally what happens is that you go from a place of feeling like you've got sort of a binary situation like oh I either I, I do this or I do this and both of these options are really not that great yeah. right which is how we feel like a lot of times yeah to once you sort of go through all of these things that are blocking somebody to oh my god I've got so many possibilities in front of me I right. can I have so many things that I can do here I have no idea because you're getting out of your own way right no and I think it's funny because I think there's this kind of old-fashioned belief of why are people doing these things? Like, why are they needing coaching? Like, what's going on? But then you're like, people need to be happy in the job they're doing because the world is moving so quickly. And you want to keep your employees happy. You need to foster that. You need to have a CEO or a manager that is confident but also knows exactly how to delegate. And I think this is one of the biggest keys. And I, I realized a long time ago that it's very threatening for people to delegate because then they don't think they're useful anymore because they feel like they're giving away their power. So they're not needed anymore because they've delegated everything. Yeah. So if they die, they're like, well, everyone's capable. So they keep that information. And I, I think one of my biggest things that I've learned keeps them relevant. It keeps them relevant. And I think also information is so much power. So when people don't pass on information, it's their way of kind of being important. And it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I don't work in a corporate environment. I work in a, intergovernmental organization and hopefully eventually I will be freelance <laughs> one day one day being fabulous <laughs> podcasting visiting you again and again in LA of course um, so you wrote a blog recently about kind of personal branding and let's talk about 2018 yeah what would you say for people New Year's resolution I'm going to be a self-starter I'm going to go it alone or I'm working a full-time job but I want to eventually do it on my own. Sure. What is your advice? Like, what are you going to say to people? And like, somebody sits down. I'm like, hi, hi. Mm-hmm. I'm Barbara. Yeah. And I'm. I want to go out on my own. As, I know somebody named Barbara says. So I'm Karen. I'm Karen. Barbara, this isn't about you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, because Barbara's really <laughs> successful and amazing. So Barbara I'm, doesn't I, need this. No, Barbara does not need this. So Karen, I'm Karen, and um, I am dreaming about starting my own company. Yeah. And I know all about the Instagram. I know everything about the Facebook. I know everything about the Twitter. Sure. What do I need? What are like the the biggest tools I need right now just to start small? Like, what would you say to someone who's like trying to be a self starter? Well, I think the number one thing is to get your your message shit together, Karen. Get, get, your, your, shit together. <laughs> get your shit together. Uh, it's, it, honestly, um, and, I, and we're talking about the branding thing because with my background in branding, one of the things that I have. Uh, you know, I also provide is, you know, coaching around this. This, yeah. is, this has been like sort of a, a become a thing that's, that's more and more people are doing with me. So we'll talk later about my new website, tobamar.com. We absolutely can. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of things that other people are doing, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah. one of the things that's very important when you're just getting out there and you're just launching your business is mm-hmm. to make sure that your messaging is right and to understand what is unique about you that you're offering that nobody else is. Wait, wait. Funny Jewish woman. Damn it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's Brand a, new. There's, Never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally new ground. Right? Shocking, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's it's really about what is what is your, you know, your uniqueness your uniqueness what is what is your advantage that you have that over everybody else and that's going to be really rooted in your story yeah okay so it's going to be rooted in your background it's going to be rooted in you know you know all of your educational your professional your just you know your connections that you have the relationships that you have the story that you can tell that's going to be something that's going to be unique to you Mm -hmm. and you could weave that into a really compelling story about why you can serve this space in a way that nobody else can. So you're you're filling you're filling in that grout sure. <laughs> in your tile, sure, beautifully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a little, okay, Sistine Chapel. There's a hole. <laughs> You've yeah. drawn something beautiful. Yeah, exactly. but it's so hard nowadays. 
to fill that niche. It's a lot. It's a don't quit your day job is one of the honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, like this is not my job to be giving advice as a coach, but if I could give advice, um, I totally agree. With what you're saying <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, it's 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 really, I guess, and that's and that's something to really focus on is that this really, if you're doing this, this is really something, and a lot of us are thinking about this, right? About hey, in two or three years, where do you want to be? Well, I'd love to maybe be doing something that is my own company. Maybe it's you know, it's it's a, it's a new space that you're creating that's unique. It's about onboarding onto that. And that might take one or two years. Really plan for that. Um, at least a year. Okay, so... It's been four years. Four years. Four years of <laughs> doing it. But if, think about it. If you're doing yeah. this every single day and you're really sort of, you know, and you've got an actual strategy and that's the, that's, that's the sort yeah, of the latter yeah, part, we'll right? Talk later how are you? How are you like, you know, how can one... Funny Jewish lady. Hey. Hey. Uh, how can you monetize the space? Yeah. How can, you know, what, what is the end goal here? But you really have to on work full time. I mean, it's, it's, you don't, you don't though. If you can set goals for yourself, you'd be surprised how much time, you know, you do a huge amount of work. Yeah. You do. You're, you're, you're very consistent with your podcasting, which yeah. is fantastic. I have to tell you is Aww. no, it's, it's, it's not a small thing. People who don't even have full-time jobs have a difficult time finding that consistency. You're and my consistency. favorite interview. Thank you. <laughs> consistency is the name of the game and, and, and creating that content on a consistent basis. I think it's like, cause I, I have my blog. I've had my blog now for five years and I went a very different direction from what I thought it was going to be. It suddenly turned into suddenly a mother with a child with autism and then everything. I've, and I didn't want it to be, I mean, originally it was a weight loss. Mm-hmm. blog yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, my whole goal was to look like a real housewife of uh, Beverly Hills I was going to get extensions I was going to be cute in a tube top like that was why it was called Operation Tube Top it was so yeah. vapid and ridiculous and it's amazing to see how it's changed but do you see how that so this proves my point yeah how your niche mm-hmm has mirrored your story. Oh, totally. And your story is unique in a way that really okay. very few people can, at least in the space, can say that, you know, that they are. So, you know, you're somebody who is an expat in a European community with an autistic son who is really rocking and rolling and changing the space to support, to create the support that, that she and her son need. All part of the plan. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're... yeah, this is how I branded. I was like, okay, let's just, uh, let's make him autistic. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's try this. Little let's see, let's a little, little dash of salt. It's like, maybe I'm branding. You got yourself a brand. <laughs> Big and boom. It's like, hey, yeah. uh, look at me branding. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I love the show Mad Men. Did you watch Mad Men? Of course. And it was one of these things where I think people took away or took many different things from it. Actually, Family Friend was an actress on it. There you go. She cool. wrote a baby shower letter to me in her character, which was hilarious. She was like, just give the baby a cigarette. It's fine. <laughs> like a highlight of my life. Rub some whiskey on their gums. Just, they will stop Yeah, she wrote that. She's like, just get the, the wet nurse to do it. Yeah. Um, I walked away being like, this was incredible. You had people branding something without the internet. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, oh, it's so much easier with the internet. I'm like, no, it's not easy because you're competing with bazillions of people trying to be at the forefront of this. And why am I interested about this person? That I see there's a woman, uh, I reposted her blog. She's in a wheelchair and she's bringing a lot of awareness about disabilities. She posts about don't park where it's crossed off because I need to get into my van. And she's gorgeous and amazing and incredible and has two kids. And I'm like, that's incredible. Like everyone is kind of at the best they can be. I remember when I was like 13, I was like, I'm going to be a figure skater and I'm okay looking. (laughs) No, that wouldn't have cut it. I mean, Oksana Buayol kicked my ass. Oksana kicked all of her butt. She did in the gym. She was like, white swan, black swan. But it's fascinating. And I think... I remember when I was like 22 and they brought in consultants in the company I worked for, which was a big department store chain mm-hmm. in Canada, which now is in New York. That's a big company. Oh, so yes, 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 yes. Um, yes. I'm pretty sure the microphone picked that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember they brought in some consultants and yeah. they were trying to lead these like team trust things. Sure. and Workshops. Yeah. Workshops. And the thing that was actually really amazing was that we all hated it, so we all bonded. Okay. I think that was kind of the key. You had a common enemy. We did. As you said before, with Magazine World, it's like you create this kinship and 
the world is moving so fast, but I love the fact that you are such a positive, amazing person that you are bringing such a difference to people who are looking for support. They're confident in the job they're doing. They just need a little bit of a objective view. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that, you know, and this is, this is why, honestly, and I know I'm biased, but I feel like coaching is so important. Um, yeah. or at least, you know, and I, coaching is very loaded as far as the term. So I, if you look at my website at the curious life.org, um, uh, which I will be putting a link to under the shameless comments. plug. <laughs> no, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, you, I don't actually even use the word coaching at all. Yeah. It's not, it's not, you won't find it on my website because I use professional development and I personal think it's a, development. It's a better term. It's a better, it's more specific and it's more uh, descriptive. Um, yeah. but you know, when you are let's say you're, you know, you're working at a company and you're having a really hard time with your direct report or you're, or you're working at a company and you've got a couple of people on Sorry, your team. Sorry, direct report just for our non-American. Okay. Uh, your boss. Right. <laughs> to put it to, you know, your chief, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Your chef, yeah. Um, if, or vice versa, if you, you know, you're, you've got a team and you've got a couple of team members, you know, people that are reporting to you that are really just sort of not really, uh, they're not on the boat. They're yeah. not with you on, um, you know, um, are you going to go to a therapist for that? Yeah. Right. So this yeah. is, no, this, I think that's a really, so that's the sort of, yes. that's the difference. You're like, maybe some of you will, and that's fine because they are amazing. People, I, I guarantee but, there's like 30 people being like, should I? You're like, <laughs> I do already. already? Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> right. But this is, you know, coaching is unique and a specifically certified coaching is, is unique because it's very specific. The tools that we have at our disposal are very specific to working through these issues and, yeah. uh, you know, in a way that is powerful for the person. Yeah. So it's really not about blaming. It's not about victim energy. It's no. not about being angry. It's about really creating the win-win. It's about creating opportunity with other And you're people. also empowering people. And I think yeah. when you give people that language and you give people that reason to understand why they're upset or why they're not happy with the situation is so important. Yeah. And we talked before um, with the husband who exists, people who doubt you've met him. I've met him. He's a real person. A few times. Um, he was kind of being like, Oh, in North America, they do this. And I'm like, well, both countries have their issues when it comes to employment. I'm, we're not going to go deep into it because we are, way past our time, which is amazing because we've been having so much fun. <laughs> I love it. We're almost at 45 minutes. Nice. Um, I think it's, in Austria, they have a really lovely work-life balance. 38 hours, you're done. You are not contacted after work. You're not, like, that's it. Which I think is great because people get their shit done and they're like, okay, I'm going home. Don't call me. Yeah, those, there are those boundaries that are in place. And I think that's a very important thing, and I think it's healthy. In North America, it's very different. Yeah. Work is a big part of your life. And I work in a company that's or an organization, very international. I've become very close to the people I work with, uh, which we talked about last night. We were like, oh, go fuck themselves because they will never call you afterwards. But right, exactly. I'm lucky enough to be friends with these people because I will chase them down and stalk them until they call me back. <laughs> you develop really... those, those connections, those relationships. No, yeah. but what was the thing that we said last night? Do not ever count on your coworkers in terms of if you leave or if you're being fired. Cause they're, it's about, it's about knowing this. It's also, it's having appropriate boundaries for the relationships in your mm -hmm. life. And a lot of us, I, I feel like, uh, and I know this is a generalization, but I, you know, I think that I've been guilty of it, right? Yeah. So I can own that. Um, where own you it. you mistake <laughs> you mistake your professional relationship for a personal one all the time, right? And it's very easy to do that, especially as somebody who's a natural connector, somebody who seeks out connection with other people, yep. right? So mm -hmm. what ends up happening is that we tend to feel a bit hurt after we leave yes. an organization because those people that we were friends with and really close with, they end up not being quite as close as we thought they were. Right. Yeah. And we realized that it was actually fairly situational. Yes. Um, and, and maybe, um, you know, there was just, it was just about, you know, them wanting something and you being able to provide it. And there's, you know, so. and you walk away. No, I, I was dealing with a situation the past year, um, where I have felt very used. I have felt in the fact that I was used just for networking. It sure. was under the guise of what I thought was friendship. And then suddenly I'm like, Oh, there's all this networking going on. And I was like, that's not cool. 
Yeah. It's yeah. not cool because I feel used. I feel like, of course, I'd provide you with as much information and networking as possible if I believe in you, mm-hmm. but don't do it behind my back. And I think that is a, a thing that really drives me nuts is when I feel like, oh, you actually don't care about me or like me. You just use me for connections. It's right. not cool. Right. It's not cool. So in that so in that case, you could see sort of maybe there would be an upside to you know, being like, we're coworkers. This is maybe right. I should treat but this a little bit differently. But it was like one of these things where I was kind of drawn in and I was like, oh, you're great. And then suddenly, oh, you're friends with all these people. That's wonderful. But oh, wait, yeah. use me as the common. Denial. I don't like that. Like just yeah. Yeah. be open about it. Because yeah. I, if somebody ever wrote me and being like, hey, do you know somebody who does this? Oh yeah, of course. Like I'm happy to more connectors, connect people, but don't do it. Like shady. Yeah, absolutely. Do you like and my language? I'm like, don't be shady. <laughs> don't be shady. No, I get it. I get it. You know, so yeah, you know, so there, there is, there's something to be said about having those, uh, you know, sort of appropriate relationships and, and as people who are natural connectors, it's difficult for us sometimes to, to separate, to separate out right. the, you know, he's friendships. my best friend. Uh, he's your Starbucks barista. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's my best friend. Uh, he just sold you shoes. No, we're besties. We're friends. Yeah, like, no, I'm pretty now. sure that we're on a, we're going to be sitting to the Christmas and Hanukkah cards. I'm going to his wedding. No, he didn't even, yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so much. Um, um, you know, I think absolutely. we're very similar in that way. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's important to, you know, to to uh, it's you know have those boundaries in place obviously and, and also we learn all the time and be and sort of knowing this is who I am I'm a natural connector yeah but that doesn't mean that I need to take this connection past this experience it, you know what I mean it's sort of right. being like I can just be in this moment I can have this connection with this person and it doesn't mean it means anything I know I think our partners actually have a huge advantage over us. <laughs> And that our, our respective partners are very different than, than us in this way. Totally. Yeah. We're the golden retrievers with the cats. They are. That is, that is maybe the most perfect yes. metaphor I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. In, in this case, that is actually incredibly scarily spot on. Right. Because we're like, hi, hi, talk, great. Huh. And then yeah. like, we've got your partner, my partner, they're sitting in the back being like, fuck us up. Like, shut it, shut, shut it down. Yeah, shut it like, down. You're obnoxious, yeah. you're loud. Oh, now I kind of like you because you've proved yourself. And we're like, what? Yeah, no, yeah. You, you you want my ovaries? Okay. <laughs> exactly. Oh, can you take my child? That's great. You're amazing. I know. Yeah. I think it's 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 horrible to be disproven because I'd like to think the best of people. Well, here's so here's how I like to say it. So yeah. I everybody starts with me at an A and they only go down from there. Oh my God, you're Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. Okay. There you <laughs> I go. love it. And and for my partner and I think for yours, everybody sort of starts at a D. <laughs> Or an F even, and they can only go up. So it's really just a philosophy about people. So, and I, for me though, here's the thing. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being of disappointed. I'm, I'm okay with somebody being maybe not who I thought they were. Yeah. Because for me, I'd rather be living in that place of a possibility of connection right. and, and optimism. And optimism. Yeah. yeah then and they're the other not. Way. And that's where they're happy. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> but, and, and when he, you know, and when and, and when they hear like, oh, this person's probably not so great. So, like, I'm okay with that. Like, you know, like, it's cool with me. It's good. So, I don't mind. But, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know I'll, I'll throw them a couple more bones. But um, Yeah, no, I, I really will give people so many chances. And then they're, like, beating me over the head. And I'm like, but we had that great night drinking wine. Like, what's happening? What? And they're, like, beating the shit. I'm like, no, but didn't we both like the same shoes? Like, I don't know what's happening. And then I go home and the husband's like, yeah, I don't like. He's like he, he told you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like should have listened to you. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. You know what? Yeah. As 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 people as we are, we uh, that's part of part of how we how we. You know what? We're awesome because we see the positive. We do, we and do. we're screwed up. And I couldn't do. <laughs> I couldn't do what I do honestly without it. Of course. So of course. It's, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Uh, right. One of the things I would like, if if I can plug one thing, please do. Okay. Um. So I. One of the things that I am doing right now, and it's is uh, I've opened up a new program. It's called Kickstart Your 2018. Woo-hoo. It's very exciting. It's limited space only. Ooh. We've sold out about 40% of it already. Wow. Um, okay, so it's going fast, guys. It's going up. fast. Um, and we're starting in January. I know okay. this is probably when this is going up. So we're starting yeah. the I think the the we're starting the second week in January. So exactly when this is dropping. So perfect. 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 So one of the things that I have found working with my clients is that. Uh, 
20, you know, the new year is sort of a tough period. It's a bit intense coming off the holidays and we I tend love to, this time of the year. I it's like, I know I blonde. Exactly. You can reinvent yourself. <laughs> I can and, be anything. And that's exactly it. Right. So it's, 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 so this is really focused on creating a, a new vision for mm-hmm. 2018, um, really getting sort of growing out and unpacking and taking apart all of those, that funk that you're bringing into the new year, all of those things that you haven't done that you're like, man, I thought I really was going to do that. Yeah. Just letting go of it. Right. Sort of creating that, that new space, a blank slate, which we all really deserve. Yeah. And Botox. yeah. And creating an actual, actionable vision and plan I love it. for the next year. I love it. Um, this is, it's at the, it's, it's at the lowest, honestly, it's at the sort of, I, I, I like, I just wanted to play with this. This is my yeah. personal experiment. I it's your own You want to yeah. see how it goes. And yeah. And, and, and I went at the lowest price point I'm going to go in all year to work one-on-one with me, but I really wanted to how see, much how much uh, well, you'll have to go on the website. Okay. Go on the website. You'll have to go on the website. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going to plug you because I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please do because he is one of the kindest, nicest people. He's the golden retriever to my golden retriever people. <laughs> I'm a little bitchy though. Thank you. Yeah, but you're not. <laughs> but Thank if you. you need help for your branding, for your company, Scott is the person to go to. Thank and you very much. And he's online all the time and... I'll be visiting him in California soon. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. It's but if, if, you're, if you guys are interested, it's a seven week program. Um, it's it's we're gonna meet every every other week one on one, and it's really it'll it'll change a lot of things. We'll open a lot of things up. Um, and yeah, I get the friend discount. You get the you get the mate rate. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, absolutely, always. Uh, thank you so much for this talk. It's been thank you very illuminating for me. I am pretty much like on Pinterest being like. How do I set up a website? Because did you hear that I got my own domain name as a present? I did. Yes. Yeah. You had, yes. This is when I had heard that. I was like, that is probably the most thoughtful. <laughs> you said right. Secret Santa. It was, it was a Secret yeah, Santa. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was. And guys, whoever's listening to this, this that is the most interesting, thoughtful, out of the the box <laughs> idea. Tovamar.com. Uh, unbelievable. Right? So we'll talk about it at We'll talk about it we'll later. Talk about it. Yeah. So again, I'll be posting links. Please like his Facebook page. Please like him as a person because he's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. This went a lot longer than expected in the most amazing, incredible way. Awesome. So, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Happy New Year, Scott. Happy New Year, Tova. And as I always say at the end of my podcast, toodles. <laughs>